Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and review a different character every week. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. I'm Brandon. And I'm on week two of, of not having any segues, so... Uh, yeah, so welcome to the cast. Uh, we did get another request, this time to do Beast. Uh, so I don't know what else to say other than get fucked Human Torch. We will probably do him here soon. Uh, but we we'll got a, get him. We got we'll a request, him. and we're, we're, we're men of the people, so we're, we're gonna take a look at him. Um, uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? You guys doing alright? You had a good week? I'm doing a fine. Shitty week. We're doing fine and shitty. What about you, Brandon? I'm probably right there in the middle. In the middle. All right. Why I'm you always haven't... leaning a little bit towards Brad more so than Fred. Oh, I've been sick Fred's all week. Po- I gotta pull down Fred's positive energy. And I'm feeling fine, guys. How's everyone else? <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Fred. I'm feeling pretty good. So <laughs> we're we're a nice half and half. Um. Yeah, uh, this week, uh, again, we're going to be talking about Beast, uh, so shout out to Tim for, uh, suggesting that we look at Beast this week, uh, I also have another shout out, I want to, uh, give a big shout out to Les, uh, Smartnik, who, uh, is a player, not from our area, but, uh, he's from, uh, one of the nearby areas where we play, and, uh, he made, uh, a suggestion, not a suggestion, but, uh, he brought up the fact that when we talked about Red Skull's card, um, shit, what's the name of it now? What's the one? High Council, right? Is that it? The one that has all the criteria? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. He made, uh, the point that you can use regular four-point skull, which I don't know if I called that out or not. I think I said, like, Johann Schmidt, but I didn't actually oh. clarify that you could use it with four- or five-point red skull. So, you can, uh, take him if you want in... Hydra and uh, take both calls and then use that card and play it. So I think I left that out. So thank you, Les, for that comment. Uh, going on to news and announcements. Uh, Second Wind, uh, once again, is coming up soon. I believe at least I got a refund, so I know that my spot got filled. And then you said your spot got filled, right, Brad? Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, you got a little bit of time left. I'm sure there's probably going to be some last-minute drops, so get in there while you can. Uh, October 22nd at Booker Games. Uh, the I think that's in Ohio. The check-in is at 11.30, dice off at 12, and that is a $10 entry fee. And I don't think I have any others unless I'm missing something. That's the only ones I know of. Okay. So uh, if you want your tournament uh to be shouted out i don't know why i'm having such a hard time with words I, i'm all scrambled my wife's got the temperature in this house at like 102 so i'm burning the hell up maybe that's what it is um if you want your tournament to be plugged on the podcast uh feel free to give us a shout my name is sev on the discord server so you can just message me there anytime or you can reach out to us at crithitwild at gmail.com so just let us know with the info and i'll be sure to put it in the show you know bro We'll get you taken care of, everybody. We'll get your information out there for all of our millions of listeners, for our our, uh, our tens our of vast, listeners, our vast listening audience. 
Brad's, we'll all hear about your tournaments. Brad's saying tens of listeners, and you're saying millions. I feel like one of you's lying. I just don't know which one. It's definitely Brad. We have it's we have Brad. we are an enormous cultural influence upon <laughs> this world. Um, let's see. Other news and announcements. Uh, we did get. Uh, we <laughs> did not. I should have pulled up a picture, but uh, we did. Uh, get the models like painted models uh that they put a little teaser out for blob and pyro we don't have a card yet but usually when they start doing that we'll see a card within a couple weeks so hopefully they're not coming out till december we may not get a card for a while yeah but usually when they spoil like they start plugging the stuff for like pre-orders or whatever they usually put the card out like a couple weeks after right that's hope I think they will. If they drop these uh, these two, that's two more people to do instead of uh, Human Torch. That is true. So come on, AMG, give us, give us, give us. Um, but they did uh, leak the rest of the. I don't know if these are all the Sentinel cards. So these are three cards that come in the uh, the regular Mark uh, four packs. Uh, I'm surprised that we don't have an affiliation because I. Cause I, I was for certain that it was confirmed that Cassandra Nova was going to get a leadership for this, and I thought it was going to come in the form of a card. But everything that I see right now uh, does not show a leadership card, but we can go ahead and take a look. Hey, hey Jared, I can't, a good model. I can't see your screen. Um, how are you bringing these cards up? Are you using Cerebro? Oh, I am. I'm using CerebroMCP.com. Okay. Do me a favor. Go to Browse. And hit tactics. Browse. Tactics. And then go down and find the card. You'll notice when you see one. Oh my goodness. It's a it's a new tag on the cards. So as I scroll down, they'll now say new if they've just put in the cerebro just been released. Wow, Brad, that's so cool. Yeah, it'll say that for fourteen days. And then the new tag will automatically disappear. And I don't have to do any work. I put them in just like I normally do. The new tag shows up for 14 days and then disappears. No extra work for me. Yay. What a rollicking piece of technology. Wow. Thank you, Brad. It's like we, we planned that we were going to do this all along. But really, what the no, listeners don't know is we didn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that is, uh, well, I mean, that kind of ruins a little bit of Cerebro news announcements. But that's all right. I did lots of updates. I like the segue. Yeah. But yeah. So if you, if there are new cards that have been updated in Cerebro, so uh, usually whenever you open up Cerebro, if it's up to date, you'll see a change log. Uh, If you see a more recent change log and something's been added, it should have this new tag beside it. uh, As far as those things won't show up on the, Oh, they won't change log. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying if if it shows where you've put cards in the change log, right? Then they should have this new tag whenever. No, I don't put cards in the change log. Uh, I can do that on the database end without updating the app. I see. So, and they will show up, like even if you're looking at an old version of Cerebro, as long as it's after the new tag thing was added, Mm -hmm. they'll show up as new. I know that you put an update when you add the cards to Cerebro in the Discord, so I thought it. It went up on here. Yeah, too. that's just that's just for us though. So, oh, well, so nice. I, I also put that same message in the TTS like Cerebro section. That's just so people know that they can go there and get them now. Slight. They can build lists with them and stuff. Okay, so slight slight change. If you see it 
popped in on the TTS Discord. You'll now find him with the new tag underneath there. So. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a look at uh, the first card, which is Directive 1. It's Sentinels, and it's reactive. During the power phase, allied Sentinel characters may each spend one power. If at least two power was spent this way, you may play this card. Uh, so keep in mind, in the power phase, all they need is uh, two power. You just need two Sentinels to spend a power piece, and, and you're good to go. Uh, until or a sentinel and a, a character with under the skin. Ah, yes. You're, you're or a, Cassandra a, Nova. Or Cassandra. Right. Yeah. A, an, an enormously small benefit to under the skin. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's, it's still another benefit, right? Um, <laughs> until the end of this round, enemy characters do not benefit from the stealth superpower and cannot reroll or modify defense dice. Additionally, allied characters do not require line of sight to target enemy characters with attacks until the end of this round. That well, boy, is yes. an insane effect. It is so good <laughs> and so cheap. Yeah, Get it's well, boy, yes. yeah. Holy moly! They uh, they were already good against web warriors, and now it's just like holy crap. I love how much better they are against web warriors than they are against X Men. So I do want to point out that like all of Sentinel's attacks uh, are range three, so you're gonna have to be in stealth range anyways to shoot them. So for the 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 Sentinels as much, it doesn't matter. But if you're taking like Cassandra Nova, or, or an under the skin, or winter go- winter well, I think it's just Sentinel characters have to play it. But it I, just affects the, the yeah, all the allies get it. So, you know, your splash characters and stuff are going to benefit from this. But just as far as, like, Sentinels go, so it'll, as far as, like, affiliated models, it really is just going to impact somebody with Under Your Skin or, some, like, somebody like Cassandra Nova. But the not being able to modify a defense dice is, that's insane. That's enormous. And also not needing line of sight to target people is also crazy. Like, if you play any amount of Hawkeye, it's actually, just like, really good. So... This is a super good card and probably an auto include. What do you think, Brandon? Did we lose Brandon? No, I'm here. I'm sorry. I, I had my mic muted because uh, of who I am as a human being, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I'm getting. Uh, we're talking about the stealth card, right? Yeah, the one that ignores stuff. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Yep. And not crazy and going crazy. No, I, I think this one's. I think this one's. I think this one's good. I think uh, you're probably taking it. I, I do. I think it does. Like you have to be playing the Sentinels affiliation. I think I've talked about a couple times. I like them being splashed uh, more so. Than I think I like them in their own affiliation because I don't think Casino Nova was a very good model. Uh, but I, I think if if that's definitely the way you want to go and playing, you know, three Sentinels and you know couple other things i think this card's probably going to be i don't know uh, i know you mentioned it was an auto include i don't know if it's an auto include uh, so uh, not auto matchups that yeah i don't think auto think in the well. 10 auto in the 10 i should clarify okay. auto in the 10 not in a five okay well you know if you if you know spoke correctly we wouldn't have this conversation but here we are no you're good you caught me you caught me up i need to clarify <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think it's always in your 10 um i think it's situationally in your five um, I don't think you're starting your opening five with this, like no matter what. But I think there are matchups you probably are. Like, um, if you're playing in our local scene and you're playing against Andrew, you're probably putting it in your five without seeing anything else. And just you know, if you see, um, if you see 
Oh god. I'm blanking on the name. CJ. No, yeah, I was thinking uh, no, uh Shadowland Daredevil. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, they take a lot of stealth. They take a lot of stealth. Uh-huh. Yep. But really... again, if you're playing like you have to be playing the Sentinels, so you're probably playing three Sentinels, so most of your attacks aren't outside of stealth anyway. And you're probably not going to have a lot of room for a lot of other characters uh, if you're playing that affiliation. So that's yeah. I think only... you, sh- I think you take it when you don't want them to reroll dice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's right. also yeah, really good. It's really that's good gonna be the storm too, because you can't switch your dice recover. Yeah, oh really? It doesn't yeah, let you switch you can't your dice modify. recover. No, that's a modify. Yeah. Okay. That's a sneaky part of this card that I think is the yeah. most important is that cannot reroll or modify defense dice. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the next card, mm-hmm. um, is the CP number at the bottom on the screen? Oh, uh, yeah. So CP 51, Sentinels Mark 4 with the X symbol. Yeah, I added a little symbol. So next time they rotate, we'll know what's rotating out. Look at you doing okay. the Lord's work. All right, let's take a look at Efficient Machines. This is Sentinels. It's reactive. During the power phase, an ally Cassandra Nova may spend three power to play this card. Until the end of this round, allied Sentinels with allied Sentinels characters within three of Cassandra Nova treat shields as wilds. Uh... I'll go first. Let me do it. Yeah, go ahead. I don't need I don't need any of Fred's fake positivity on this. This card's bad, all right? This card is not good. I do not think you should play this card. If you're playing this card, you have to be Sentinels affiliated. You're already at a super high level because you're playing Sentinels and Cassandra Nova. This card is not good. All right, it's just not good. Go ahead, Fred. Hit us with it. Uh, I, I agree with Brandon. Oh, <laughs> what? What? what happened? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's so it, it is. Uh, it does put essentially two wilds on the dice instead of just one for wild triggers. But I mean, it's such a small effect, and this is one. This is one of your cards, and so, I mean, the only wild trigger they have is suppression, right? Uh, yeah, it can put out like three or four different status effects. So you can put out. You can put out incinerate, shock, and slow. But it also so, and those are all. But those are all on spenders. They're not on your builder. So you're spending power to attack, and then you're spending three power to possibly get shields. Yeah, it's it's such as uh, like so expensive for such a small effect. Like I, I'm not. I hope you all get wrecked by this card. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. What do you wrecked by any fucking card? That doesn't change my opinion. What do you think, Brad? I think it's fine. Like it. I wouldn't scoff if you played it, but there are probably better choices. I So it says Allied Sentinels characters within three of Cassandra Nova. So It counts her. It counts her. She has wild sap power. She, she has also explosive, I think, on and it might be attacks. It might be broken on Under the Skin model. Hey, put Under the Skin on Wolverine and then play this card. Holy shit, that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> Count your wilds as doubles. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he never rolls wilds on that charge, but he may roll some blocks. Yep. Is there, <laughs> is there any other... 
I but, believe that Doc Ock does doubles on wilds. Oh, the Doc Ock also does, uh, yeah, doubles on wilds. So that and yeah. that's a that's a three point model and a four point model, which sounds real good for list building. It actually does. <laughs> um, Doesn't sound real good when you have to have at this point. You would have to have like what fourteen power of affiliation just on Sentinels and Cassandra Nova. Uh, no, you don't have to play all three sentinels. You have to play three to keep your affiliation. She's affiliated. I know. He's saying, yeah, he's saying that she's five. five The prime is five at ten, and then one mark for fourteen. I just, I wasn't actually doing the math. I think the math teacher's not doing the math. That's my job. I think that this card is probably more cute than it is uh, good, but yeah. I I do. The think art is the, sweet. The art is sweet. If, you, if anyone's looked at the art on the card, the art on the card is sweet. You could take uh, you know Carol Danvers because the shields it just counts for any rolls, not. Uh... Oh holy be, shit! I'm... Hold on. <laughs> there. So this actually works. Uh. Okay, so this actually works for so like it can work for uh, characters where wilds count double, right? But this works for anything. It just says you treat shields as uh, wilds, which actually benefits you on like pay to flips when you need more successes. Oh, yeah. So that actually gives you a little it bit would more also scenario on counterattacks it would work on counterattacks it would work on things like carol danvers who like treats wilds uh it's like these, she gets, are she, all, she... these are all nice these are all like they're all niche uh, though but i do like yeah i do like the the ability like what it gives you for scenario as far as like flipping stuff when you need yeah. more successes so uh Must that actually right. that's actually really good on sword too right when you do the 50 50 it's not a 50-50 anymore. It's not a 50-50 anymore. So, okay, well, that that maybe ups it a little bit more. It, I don't know. It, it could make a ten. I don't know if it's yeah. It trash. ups it from a definitely don't bring to a I'll I'll contemplate it for a second. It, it, it takes it from uh you don't have to throw it away when you buy the box that you can put it in your binder and never take it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at scrap metal. It's Sentinel's reactive when an allied character with the Sentinel programming uh, passive superpower would be KO'd. It may spend two power to play this card. Roll five dice for each uh, hit, crit, wild uh, result, and all. Hit right. Uh, crit hit wild. They put it different. It messed me up. Go. For each crit hit wild uh, result, all other characters within two of that character that played this card suffer one damage. Additionally, all other characters within two of the character that played this card gain the stun special condition, then the character is KO'd. So you go, you KO a Sentinel, uh, they spend two power, they're going to have the power because you're KO'ing them probably. Uh, you roll five dice, and I mean, taking damage on crit, hit, and wild. Uh, and blocks if you play efficient and, machine. And blocks, it's pretty, oh, it's pretty like. Can, like you're gonna do good damage and they're on like the large base so i mean unless you're like this is a card that i don't think is like you look at it and it's got some really nifty effects but you're like that's probably not worth it i think that what this requires your opponent to do though 
might make it worth it for me because mcp does have like quite a bit of mind game stuff going on like because when you look at like somebody's roster before you play in a tournament or something like that you see that they have two leaders and they're playing two different affiliations and you're like well shit which one are they going to drop if i drop this affiliation you know so there's a bunch of mind game stuff that sometimes happens uh with this card shield has it with like eyes on eyes in the sky like so this is for me this is a card which it just kind of speaks out that like if you position wrong and you go to kill this guy i'm going to play this i'm going to do quite a bit of damage to your team and they're going to get stunned so uh, i think the effect is kind of hard to pull off but i think it require it will force your opponent to make interesting choices with their placement but that's just me you somebody else i spoke long enough somebody else going to take this yeah one. like i could see a scenario where your opponent's like I don't know if I should kill this Sentinel right now. And then you flip it back to the healthy side. Yep. Or they kill it and take a bunch of damage, even though that's not optimal because they don't want you to then flip it to the healthy side. Like those two cards interact really well and put your opponent in a tough position. Yep. What about you, Fred? Uh, I, I, I don't like anything that triggers off of one of my guys dying. And it's on a KO, so I'm I'm taking something off the field. Uh, I mean, it's nice, and it is a really good effect. Like, uh, this could be the difference between you KOing another model or multiple other models just by losing a dude. But also, it could be completely pointless, or you could end up uh, having to choose one of your own people whom, like, it might also have cassandra nova in there or another sentinel because mm-hmm. it isn't enemy models it's all models yep so i mean yeah it's it's nice uh, and it's a good effect and it's a better card than the last one in my opinion but uh i'm not jazzed about it good brandon what do you think uh this card's bad too uh this card is so this is like, and I say that as like I could never play this card because I would kill my own model with it. That's exactly what would happen if I fucking play this card. <laughs> I know what would happen. I understand what would happen. Um, I think the Sentinels are always going to be pretty close together. Um, I, I don't think you're going to be. Um, there's, I don't think there's going to be many scenarios they really want to play where they're too far apart. Um, so I think you're going to have a hard time doing this and not hitting one of your only Sentinels or one of your other models. Um, but I could be wrong. There's, like I said, you can play different scenarios, but I think a lot of times they're going to want to be playing those down the center scenarios and where they are on a large base, that does give them more room. Um, there are going to be scenarios where this comes up and it's probably great. Um, so I don't think it's like my bad on this is just because I couldn't play this because I would roll five successes, deal five damage, and then kill one of my own models. And now two of my models are dead, and it's just whatever. Um, but I think it's, I mean, it's whatever. I don't think there's a lot of times you're going to play it again. It has to be affiliated with Sentinels. Um, I thought this one for the longest time wasn't. I thought it was going to be, unaffi- I thought it was unaffiliated. Uh, which is, you know, that's on me. I just didn't read well enough. Um, but, I mean, I think it's 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 fine. Uh, I don't know how many, how often you're actually going to play this card in your five. That's fair. I uh, think... I don't know. I think that they did an alright job where, like, all the cards are 
for well, at least for me personally, all the cars are at least interesting enough to where like I feel like they could probably make the ten because I'm gonna have like two restricted. And then I, I think gotta there are it. a lot more matchups for this card to be situationally, like there are matchups where like when you're playing lineups that are gonna go super wide, like Guardians of the Galaxy, where you might be able to hit two or three characters yeah. there, so it might not be as detrimental if you hit one of yours. But again, if you hit like five damage, yeah, you might be able to nuke two of theirs, but one of yours dying and then one of your other ones dying, like that's. You're probably you probably already at a deficit on models. So. Well, just don't put your just don't put your guy within two. Yeah, I'm not good at this game though, so like I, <laughs> I would end up. I, like I just like that's what I know. I I hundred percent know that's what would happen. I would like I'd be barely out of two. I would mentally think I'm out of two, and then I would nuke my own model. All right. I would do that too, Brandon. I I would one hundred percent do that. <laughs> right like i just I, I i do think it's a fun card like i think it's one of the i think it's also like i agree with the mind game like you could just take that in your five you don't have a fifth card like even if you never play it you're gonna make people think um but it's not as common anymore as it was once in this game well, there's a lot more ranged attacks um than there used to be there's not a ton and like some of the models that get up in your face like the hulks and like malicus and stuff like they're probably, I mean, it's going to be nice to get extra damage on, but they've probably already done their damage. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Cerebro announcements. So what do you have, Rep? Right, well, the first thing is, since I announced in the last episode that I was doing that goal, um, $100 a month, and uh, Cerebro goes on the App Store, we're now over a third of the way to that goal. So that's pretty cool. Uh, next, uh, I fixed a problem where rogue agents weren't counting properly in lists that didn't have a leader. Um, that's fixed now. And, uh, you can now on the breakdown page, you can filter it to force a, um, affiliation. So if you have multiple affiliations, you know you want to play this affiliation, um, and it has multiple leaders. You can look at all the options for that affiliation. Uh, I I figure people find that handy. Uh, I added the symbols to the tactics crisis and gym cards. You guys, if you're watching the YouTube video, you saw that. If you're not watching the YouTube video, just click on one of those on any of the places where you can click on them and see the card and on the bottom you see the little set symbols it shows you every symbol uh, that they have the oh on the character like when you filter by character it used to be that if you want hulk in your list hulk, lists with she hulk would show up even if they didn't have hulk that no longer happens if you pick hulk it'll have hulk okay in your list so i just made that more precise and the final update for the week is the new, new icon. So, like I said, it'll be there for 14 days after I add a card, and then it will go away, and it's nifty. And Brandon asked for that feature on one of our earlier episodes. And I finally put it in. 
As uh, you're welcome, Brandon. I actually have a new recommendation for you. Oh, great. Okay. What is it? This one, actually, I feel like it's super easy. Um, either... Well, that one ended up being pretty easy once I figured out how to you know, do dates. Uh, now, either a new tag or a filter for new to where you can sort by new. Uh, I knew you were going to ask for that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew. I'll think about it. I, and it was funny because I thought about it and I was like, well, the tags might be annoying because you'd have to like add it, then delete it. And yes. I was like, the sort might not be. I was trying to think of how actually easy or convenient the, it would be. The, the sort is easy. It's just where to put it. Just in the drop down bar with the search, right? I guess. Or yeah, yeah like that, what that, that what that drop down does is change what you are searching for. Ah, uh, dude, if you actually just straight up give me a sort option, do me give me a up there where it says characters, tactics, crisis, nah, crap. But right beside browse, put sort right there. Click it. Hey Brad, all this work Brett, that you're putting in yeah. there, do a lot more of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for free. For yeah. free. I <laughs> yeah. I have. Not anymore. My, You're getting paid, baby. I've given my hard-earned money for this. I I only give recommendations for the channel or for the website app that I believe are beneficial to everybody. And I also try not to make them very hard. You don't know what's hard and what's easy. That's not technically true, and you know that. Because you just, you just went from, I would like to be able to see just the new cards, too. How about you give me a really robust search feature? I, I know the sort feature would... I, I, have, I have specifically not asked for the sort feature, even though that's exactly what I would want, uh, because I know it would be difficult and very time-consuming. And we'll see. Pr- probably possibly break the app a couple times before it actually went through. I broke the app today when I was adding the new thing because I had to add dates to the um, the database. And apparently, uh, you, JSON can't parse dates from a database. So then I had to go back and change those to text to get everything fixed. But it's all working now. I actually got, I broke it. And it was only broken, I don't, less than an hour. But I got an email someone emailed me is like all my lists are gone i'm freaking out and i'm like sorry it's fixed now <laughs> all right let's go on to the launch tanks fact oh yes i have that as well oh where is it right here so i'm going to talk about a cool little feature that I don't use as often as I probably should. Um, so if you go in the menu, this is free for everyone. This one I know you don't have to pay for. And you go to Tools and Resources, and you're on Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, there is, a, under Longshank Apps, there's this thing called Battlefield Builder. So uh, as it says here, it generates a randomized battlefield layout complete with terrain suitable for organized play. So it took their guidelines, and if you click on it, it gives you the map, and the deployment zones are, like, kind of grayed out. And it shows you, like, put a size 1 piece of terrain in these spots, and size 2 in these spots, 3s in these spots, 4 in this spot. And you can hit refresh and get a new layout. And the the mat that they're putting the numbers on, they're, it's just kind of random pictures, but... Uh, 
it's a pretty neat little thing that takes out some of the bias that people naturally have for placing terrain. Like, place this piece in this general area, and then you're not being biased. Look at that. That's, and it makes it very asymmetrical. That is one of the things uh, I really appreciate about TTS is like you don't really have to think about setting up a map yourself. Like you just click a button, right, and it just makes the map for you. So if Must they be nice. if they have some well, but what if they have something where like you just hit it and it just can like create a map for you, and all you have to do is just put the pieces down. Like that's awesome. I feel like that saves a lot yeah. of time. Sam's out here doing doing the hard work making our lives easier also for free so maybe you should become a patron of Longshanks like I am and now we're moving on yeah so this week for the weekly topic uh, what I have for you guys is other than stagger so we're gonna just set that one to the side uh, what is your condition tier list like, what do you think are the most vital conditions to put out? And then what do you think are the weakest? So, who would like to start? Me. Go ahead. What were the three Sentinels give? Uh, Interage, shock, shock, and stun. stun. Yeah. The three best ones. Three best ones. You think those yeah. are the three best ones? Yeah. In, in order, incinerate, then shock, then stun. Okay. All right. What do you think, Fred? Uh, I think incinerate. Oh, I take that back. Hex is better than stun. There you go. I'm glad he got I, there. I was gonna fight him over that one. That so. got it. Uh, what? Uh, I'm just gonna keep interrupting. What Fred. about judgment? What about judgment in there? Uh, I think incinerate and shock are definitely my top two. Uh, and I like judgment a lot. That's a hot take. I do. I think it's really good. It it comes up a lot. I think it comes up more often than stun does. Ironically, I, mean, I was trying to figure out if judgment was the worst one or not. Oh no, it's definitely not the worst. Root's no. the worst. Yeah. Root? I would agree that poison's the worst. No, it's I disagree. Not. Poison it comes is. up every single time, every single round. If they're poisoned, it happens. Root. Is better than than poison, I think. I disagree. I disagree. Especially now with yeah, especially now with poison, where you even they can keep you at zero power. Like yeah. So what? What's yours, Brandon? What are your top three? Uh, bleed hex and incinerate. In that order? No, uh, the exact opposite order actually. Incinerate hex bleed. And then what's your worst one? Uh, probably root. Yeah, I'm gonna go with root. What's your worst one, Fred? I think Brad said root. Uh, right? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with root. <laughs> wow, you guys don't like root. So yeah. the main reason for me is root is also one of the least given Seen out. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to. Do. I also that's why I think I have bleed a little bit higher than I do like shock and stun, um, and judgment. I don't. I don't have judgment that high. Again, the big thing with judgment is too, there's not many characters that give out judgment. Uh, yeah. Bleed, there's a lot of characters that give out bleed. Uh, Hex is one of those where it's like, the worst, the best thing about the defenders is the leadership that give out Hex. And it's just like, basically for free gives out Hex. 
Like, Hex is very good. I'm torn. Like, I think... But I'm also using the same argument against Judgment and Root as Hex, but whatever. I think Hex has a much more powerful effect than Root and Judgment does. Hex definitely has a really strong effect. I think maybe my top three are something like... <sighs> That's tricky. I think it's like Hex. Stun is really, really good. I think stun is going to be much more relevant going forward. Yeah, because, I mean, you can only ever get one power, right? So that turns off things like... Uh, Hulk? Like, his power generation, it turns off as Guardians. Uh, it's probably Hex stun, and then... I, I really hate shock. Like, if I see it across the table... I don't like shock. Bleed bleeds probably up there for me though, because it makes your opponent play different if they're gonna kill themselves. So, what about incinerate? <sighs> that's also a good one. Ah, shit. I don't it's... know. I'm terrible at this. I'm terrible at this yeah, game. I made up. That's that's the <laughs> issue here is that uh, these are all situationally super useful. I mean, uh, to put on your opponent, I should say, or really devastating if they're on your people. I think there's definitely a uh, top tier and a bottom tier. I agree. And the bottom tier, no offense to Fred, is only like Judgment Root and possibly slow. <laughs> I mean, okay, so uh, I don't think Judgment is that great. I was thinking it's... You literally like, just said it was your best one. No, I did not. I said it was Incinerate Shock. Incinerate ah, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Slow's, slow is still really good. It's a little bit more situational. Like, Venom gets slow, he don't give a shit. But if you put slow in, like, Malekith, that's awful. So, if you put judgment on Venom, yes. he gets a big old shit. Hey, yeah, Venom does not like judgment. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Yes, he does. I mean, to be fair, though, slow on Malekith really isn't the end of the world either. Like he's still he's such a big base. It's, yeah, he's yeah, a large true. base. All like, right, let me slow on Black Cat. Black Cat, yeah, there we go. Or yeah, Baron Slow Black Cat or half the Web Warriors that aren't Venom. Yeah, it's probably not a good time. All right. Uh, let's go on to talk about our games we played this week. So Brandon and Fred both were unable to show up. Uh, me and Brad, uh, we actually played Infinity this week. So not much Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, getting played, but uh, we did have two other people, Borka and Aaron, who came down to the shop and they played a game of Guardians of the Galaxy with Malekith versus Defenders. And with She-Hulk. With She-Hulk, yep. As anti Malekith tech and Borka still is on his uh, slaughter through through our local scene with his Guardians of the Galaxy roster. So congratulations, Borka, for doing it again. Uh, no with, prisoners. No prisoners. With that though, uh, I think we're ready to go on to character reviews. So again, this week we are looking at Beast, aka Henry McCoy. He is 6 dam, a medium mover. He's size 3, coming in at 3 threat. He has a 4 physical, 2 energy, 3 mystic stat line. He has the physical acrobatic strike. It is range 3, 5 dice, with the standard power equal to damage dealt, with a wild ambush after this attack is resolved. Place this character within one of the target character. Note, note, god damn it. Note! There we go. That if you hit the wild, you have to place 
Uh, there is no May attached with this. So, uh, His second attack, which is a Spender, is Animalistic Freestyle. It is range 2, 6 dice, coming in at 4 power cost. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the Bleed Special Condition. So that is free. It has Wild Float Like a... Before damage is dealt, if the target character is size 3 or less, push the target character away short. And it has a free, after this attack is resolved, this character may advance medium. So, two effects with no triggers and one size 3 push. Um, he has the basic, baser, excuse me, <coughs> instincts uh, superpower. Cost 2. Uh, and it is a terrain or character throw that has size 2. <coughs> excuse me, golly. Uh, and you throw it short, and it can only be used once per round. He has the reactive stars and garters. After this a character, after this character rolls defense or dodge dice, it may spend up to three power to use a superpower. For each one power spent, this character may reroll one of its defense or dodge dice. He has uh, two and eight superpowers. He has disconcerting yet provocative. <coughs> God damn it! Ah, jeez. When this character rolls dice, after the effect is resolved, it gains one power if it rolled at least one skull. And he has wall crawler. And then on his injured side, he goes down to five uh, stamina. So, yeah. What do we think of Beast? Go ahead, Brad. Take the floor for a minute because I'm going to go get some water. Well, first of all, they did errata his reroll to happen during the modified dice step. So it's actually useful. Um, I've played a lot of Beast. And uh, since he came out, uh, we'll get into this for the comic section, but I didn't really want to, but I kept having to at first. And now he's like, he doesn't make my list 100% of the time, but he, when I put him in, he does work. Like, he, one game, now this is anecdotal, anecdotal and doesn't mean that he's good. But one game, he took on the entire Brotherhood basically by himself uh, and survived to get away with the Creed or whatever. And uh, and that was fun. That was just good rolling. But he is a good objective runner. His attacks are pretty decent. Uh, very mobile. Uh, defensive rerolls are great. Uh, throw, size 2 throw for 2. That's a pretty good throw. So he's just a solid piece. If he was four points, he'd be like the worst character ever. But he's three, so he's good. I'm back. Sorry about that. That was like the worst character card readoff I've ever done. I don't know what ha <laughs> I don't know what happened. Something got broken. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. You've had worse. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. <clears throat> Jeez. All right. I guess it's not getting any better, huh? I'm good. I'm I'm trying to fix it. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. Oh wow. Uh, I I think um, <coughs> I have said numerous times uh, before. I think unfortunately there's a lot more um, energy attacks coming out um, that makes Beast a little less likely to play, especially and uh, the the worst thing is is like two of his three affiliations have like the most three point models. Um, and then if you're playing Inhumans, you should probably just play him because he's probably your best model outside of Medusa in affiliation. Yep, sticking to that. Um, That's probably accurate. 
at least in X-Men, even though they have a lot of three-pointers, they play all of them. Yeah, yeah, At you're gonna play most of your three point. Yeah, I think you're gonna play most of your three point models. Avengers just have like every other model in the game that's a good guy. So whatever. Um, I I I I've went on record for a while. I thought for a long time the Beast was one of the most underutilized and underplayed three point models. I think he's really good. Uh, I think he does a lot on his medium base. Um, and being size three comes up. Oh, especially with the storm place. Yeah, and the, like I said, the the size three comes up. Uh, having a throw that's enemy character is really good. Uh, it does stink that it's size two, but it makes sense. And size two is still good, and it's only two power. Uh, the errata to that made that his rerolls a little bit worse, but still good. It's on par with everything else. Um, what do you mean worse? Did they not? Did they, the rat did it not make it worse? Oh, oh, it made it better. Rata. It made it so you. Yeah, can yeah, yeah. That's right. I was reading the. Better. I was reading the errata. Um, I was like, yeah, this is good. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking for some reason it went the other way. Um, and also he also has the ability to get extra power. Wall crawler is relevant. Animalistic freestyle is really good. Um, and it really doesn't need much. It, it, like just that extra move is really good. Um, yeah, I think I think Beast is really good. I think the worst part about it is I think he was underplayed for a while, and it's going to be harder to play him going forward with all the energy attacks coming out with Malekith, the Sentinels. Uh, I assume Pyro will probably have an energy attack. No, they messed nope. up Cyclops. They'll give him physical attacks. <laughs> yeah, we can't count on anything, so you know. Maybe Mystic. Yeah, just give him a couple Mystic moves. Yeah, I, I legitimately, you said physical, and I thought that that was full shit. I was like, this guy's even trolling the thing. But we had a, a comment from uh, one of the viewers, uh, Mitch Cohen, talking about how his eye blast should be able to level mountains and stuff. Is that right? Does that happen, Brad? They're, they're pretty powerful. AC even yeah. shouted it out. He backed you up in the comments, so thank you, Mitch. But yeah. he, he shouted it out, uh, saying that it is, in they fact, are physical. They so. force and should be physical. It's bullshit. All right, Fred, what do you think about old Beast? Uh, I think he's really good. He's three points, and he has a throw on him. I mean, that's... Uh, uh, as someone who's regularly used Lizard, having a three-point model that has a throw, it, it, there's just so much utility you can get out of that. It's And it doesn't cost you an action. I think they've been moving away from from that kind of, of superpower, having a, a throw that can affect characters. Uh, recently, is, like... It's an attack, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the older models, uh, you see it a lot. And this guy, having uh, he's three points and you get that. And then he's also super mobile. And he's got he's defensible with that uh, re-roll. That re-roll is really good. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I think he's, he's quite solid. Uh, yeah, I think he's a good piece. Uh, he's a good three threat piece. Uh, I think he fits into X-Men rosters pretty pretty easily. Um, you can do some jank with him. Uh, so when you play first class, if you take Storm Leadership because he's on that bigger base, you can hop forward uh, with the Storm Leadership, do a uh, you know medium advance and check whatever, p pick up or check whatever the center objective is, and then also get a move back. So if that's something like 
uh, scrolls, or if it's even if it's something like a cube or spider infected, you can immediately go pick that up and then move back and be into safety. So uh, uh, tricks like that are really really good. Again, him being on that medium base with the medium move is really good. I have had a couple instances playing Beast where like I really don't like effects that aren't May unless it's something uh like like there are times for Iron Man, for example, where like the wild I get to put like I hit it and I get the push and I didn't necessarily want it and I don't have anything to backstop him with. Um stuff like that kind of sucks i i've had ambush screw me before when i've been playing beast because i'll whack somebody i'll really want to like just get a daze because i can stand on a point and if i let that model live they're gonna do stuff and i'll hit it and i'll hit the wild and i'll have to place myself and then i won't be able to get back to where i was i don't just things like that that like make you do it i feel like i i don't care for it as much animalistic freestyle like Four, I'll, I'll see what you guys think. I feel like it could be three, and it would be fine. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, that, it, like... It's real expensive for that. With, like, some of the X-Men releases, uh, specifically with X-Men, like, I think Brotherhood is actually... Like, a lot of their stuff is good, and I feel like it's well-costed, but for whatever reason, like, with X-Men, I feel like a lot of their either superpowers or their spenders are, are like, really overcosted. I feel like you start to see it get better with, like, some of the recent releases, because, like, X-23s is exactly, it's, like, a range 2, 6 dice attack that can put out bleed. Range 3. It's range 3. It has extra range. It is 6 dice, but it's range 3, which is better. 6 dice. Uh, she gets a medium move and she gets, uh, she doesn't get, uh, the push, the size three push, but she gets wild pierce and then she's doing bleed and it only costs two. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like that could easily, if, because she it's also only... doesn't have like free power generation like beast does. <sighs> no, she doesn't. X 23 heckin rocks, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative against her, but like beast does get extra power when he rolls. He does. Cause he yeah. gets like a skull, but like disconcerting the, but you got like stars and garters which but like you want to like use that power for i don't know like i think that even though he can generate extra power that would let you do more stars and garters which i think just makes the character feel more fun to play when you're able to like do more of that kind of stuff i think just taking one power off animalistic freestyle would have been fine but like i said i feel like it's just like across the board with the x-men characters for whatever reason like storm is a perfect example like her her thing to give her extra dice that i think it costs like three that's too much it does cost three i think it should probably only cost two but i don't know but yeah that's just me i i think i like but i'm not harping on him i think he's good i i don't really care for a wild like uh, i have to do something so wild ambush can put you on a point and let you score a point or it can screw you out of where you intended your character to be but i guess if you're really worried about it you just don't acrobatic strike but having a throw is good stars and garters is excellent um i think if you play him into something like avengers which predominantly or like brotherhood which for the most part have more physical attacks than not 
you get a lot of value out of Beast, being three threat, four physical, and then also having access to stars and garters. I think one of the first times I played against Beast was actually against Borka, and he ran Beast to the center of the table, and I killed him with Crossbones playing Illicit Tech right off the bat. So yeah, Crossbones. Oh, wow. Best three threat oh, character wow. in the game. Oh, oh God. There we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we can move <laughs> on. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. We can move on to uh, character rating. So why don't we go backwards this time? And what are you gonna get, Brandon? Why don't you go backwards if I just went first last time? Oh yeah, I should go first. I'm gonna give him a B minus. <laughs> go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead, Fred. I went after Brad. Oh, you went after whatever, dude. You go. Now you go. Please, uh... I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, you uh, go. I, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with Jared. I, th- I, th- I like B-. minus. Okay. Now I'm really just going to fuck it all up. Go ahead, Brad. See, uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking B, so I'm not far from you guys. All right, Pretty Fred, solid. Take us home, Fred. Uh, I'm also thinking of B. I think that that is right where he is. B for Beast. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right. so... Two Bs, two B minuses. The average is a B. There you go. Wait, what? Is that real? Bs? I think that's probably the most we've ever, one of the most we've ever agreed on that wasn't like S tier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you might be right. I should. We should probably. Uh, no, there's no way to do that. I was gonna say that I should probably just like keep keep track at some point. Are we? we have- we are 30-some episodes in without keeping track. Yeah, I don't keep track. <laughs> uh, right. Are we going to talk about Beast Tactic cards? Yeah, oh. we need to. I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot that he even had any. That's because he does it. Oh, he doesn't? Oh, oh no. I, was, I, was, I was even looking. Oh, God damn it. I was even searching it. I was like, what did <laughs> I, I forget? I he like, said that, and I was like, they don't have any. I was like, yeah, but I'm going to let this go. What a troll. All right. <laughs> Uh, why don't you go ahead with your comic book recommendation, Brad? Okay. Uh, I'm doing something a little different this time. We'll get to that in a minute. But I've got uh, a couple recommendations here. The first thing, uh, I like to pick something classic. So it's a series called Beauty and the Beast. It's by Anne DeCenti and Ron Perlin. Um, Disney movie. Ron Perlman in Beauty and the Beast again. No, not Perlman. Perlin. (laughs) this is not the disney <laughs> movie this is before they bought they were bought by disney long before so this is an 80s story um dazzler's career um it's it's kind of crash and burned after she was revealed to be a mutant uh i will re- recommend that story as soon as we have dazzler in the game like that's number one recommendation but uh this is after that and she ends up joining an underground acting group. Uh, that acting group turns out to be a gladiator arena thing. And so she's forced to fight other mutants and whatevers. And uh, Beast <laughs> comes to save her. And the sparks fly. And you won't believe who is running this gladiator arena and how it gets resolved. Uh, it's one of those wild comic book storylines that make you realize that comic books do it like nobody else uh, i'm sorry I, I i gotta bring up like is this guy's plan whoever is running it 
Is his plan to catch a bunch of theater nerds and make them fight in gladiatorial combat? No, he's that's what it seemed like you were describing. Uh, that's how they they entrap her. Her, um, he's collecting people with superpowers to make them fight against each other. Okay, and this... was... <laughs> I can't get the mental image of of uh, a, a bunch of theater people being thrown into a sandy pit with swords, and they say one of you leaves. Well, it's a it's a sewer pit. Gladiator oh, okay. thing in LA. <laughs> so wrong vibes, but I see what you're going with. Uh this is a this is a real My like hit, hidden gem. It's a great story that not a lot of people have read. Um and this, like, if you like Beast from the 90s cartoon, that's who you're getting in this. Like, starting in the 90s, little by little, um, he compromises on his morals to try to get a greater good done. Um, Is that your nice like, way of saying he did some really bad shit? He, no, not to start with. To start with, maybe he does a little bad thing to like, like giving someone who has the legacy virus over to Sinister for to study because maybe Sinister will figure out the how to get rid of the legacy virus sort of thing. Okay. Should he have given a mutant to sinister to study? No, but he thought that maybe something good would come out of it. So he, he does little things like that. And then it gets worse and worse. And so I picked a story to kind of highlight that the beast he is becoming because he's becoming like he's headed now in the comics to full on villainhood, it seems like. So, this story is along the way. It's called X Men Endangered Species. Uh, the writers might carry. I could not find the penciler for this, so it might have multiple. Uh, so, let me let me get past the notes I was just talking about. Okay, so the decimation happened where uh, Scarlet Witch wiped out all but 200 of the mutants. They all lost their powers. A lot of them died. Um, and no new mutants are being born. And Beast is trying to fix this. And he's a man of science. Um, and he starts trying to find a scientific way to solve it. And But he gets deeper and deeper down this hole where he is willing to work with anyone, even some of the people who have tried to kill mutants in the past to try to make sure that new mutants are being born somehow, some way. And uh, in his eyes, the ends are going to justify the means. And it's kind of a question of how dark is he going to go? Is the answer and, pretty dark? Uh, I, see, I like to give enough to tease people to read it themselves but there is a clue in there you little in what i just said you, um, you keep, uh, in these x-men recommendations you keep bringing up these events that sound like uh, a world like the decimation where only 200 mutants survive and none of them have their powers anymore and i'm like god damn this world is this this universe this x-men universe is full of these events that i've never heard of 
that totally destroy the universe and there yeah. are so many of them <laughs> so yeah it this was part of the era where the they were making those fox movies and they're popular but that wasn't really helping them sell comic books so they were downplaying the x-men a little bit and so it had gotten to the point where x-men had been so popular for so long there were so many mutants in the world they had like you know how new york has like a chinatown and a um, little italy and stuff mm -hmm. there was a mutant town oh full of people that were mutants there were the island nation of genosha um at this point had become a a island full of mutants millions of mutants and they got wiped out earlier but uh, there were millions and millions of mutants around the world. And they're like, there's too many mutants. Uh, or you need to pare it down. Pick your 200 favorites, riders, and then we're going to power everyone else. So they took the cast way down. Not surprisingly, all the people we care about got to keep their powers. Yeah. But... All right. Well, it was a dark time, and now I have I have one more, and this, okay. is, this is where I'm throwing a wrench in it. I'm going to give you an anti recommendation. What the hell's that? Do not read this story. Oh, look at that. Okay, all right. I like the it. The story is Inhumans versus X Men. I didn't even bother looking up who wrote it and drew it. I and heard stuff. that was one of the the best. No. Now, this is like the culmination of the we need to get like downplay the mutants and do something else. This was they're pushing inhumans hard in the comics to basically replace the X-Men. And that did not work. But this is a war between the inhumans and X-Men. And it's not a good story. And even worse, besides with the fucking inhumans. The inhuman, there's like these clouds flying around Earth, and when they hit people, the people with inhuman blood turn into inhumans. That's how Miss Marvel got her powers. Terrigen uh, mist, right? Yeah, the Terrigen mist. Yeah, yeah. In, the Terrigen mist clouds are in the game. This event is in the fucking game. But uh, when it hit, and if it hit a regular human, they're fine. And if it hit a mutant, it gave them a disease, and they died. So when they find this out, the X-Men are upset and they're like, we need to stop these clouds. And they ask the Inhumans for help and they're like, no, they're making new Inhumans. And so a whole war breaks out. And Beast stays on the Inhuman side. Why? And just lets the mutants die. Why? The newest side was going to win. Well, he, he does it because he thinks that he can make it so that the clouds still make Inhumans but don't, make, but don't kill mutants. But he doesn't. That doesn't work. They Sounds end up like destroying the clouds. Are you doubting Henry McCoy, Brad? So, so. Henry McCoy is... He is a... He will, he will sacrifice his morals as much as he wants, claiming the greater good. But if anyone else does that, he... Choose him out and says, like, you're turning evil. You're a terrorist now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, don't read that story. It's not good. 
Thank you, it's Brad. It's only six issues. You should probably read it. Oh, it's six issues and a bunch of spinoffs. Just read the six issues just to know that Brad will be upset at you. It's great. Uh, it looks like the creators were Charles Soule, Jeff Lemire, and a name that I cannot pronounce. Just because they deserve credit, too, for their well-written six-episode comic series. <laughs> it's not good. Brad, it's I think that your anti-recommendation has gotten a new reader. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's reading it right now. He's buying all of them. Yeah. <laughs> add, add to cart. Oh, and all these stories I double-checked are on Marvel Unlimited, per usual. Right. Also, and he was well. I didn't. I didn't on. check. It is. It is. It is. Don't worry. I didn't check it, but I assumed that it would be. It is. Don't worry. All right, Brandon. While you're trolling, why don't you go ahead and give us your roster recommendation? Uh, I think Beast is really good. In Web Warriors. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. That's my. That that's sounds my recommendation. Good. Playing with uh, you know, Miles, Gwen, Venom, all them, all them web swinging and put his medium base out there at three points. It helps your point total, and uh, he does things web warriors like to do. All right. Thank you very much. Short and sweet. Fred, wrap us up yeah, with your non-sequitur. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to bring something that uh, has been a long time coming, and, and that is that uh, I'm going to let everyone who's listening know that I am a huge Star Trek nerd. Uh, I, I uh, have been in my entire life. And uh, when I think about Beast, I think about a logical badass. I think about someone who is uh, thinks that reason and and logic are the best path towards living their life. And I think that that is 100% Spock in Star Trek. Absolutely. I can't. I can't. Like they go together so well in my head. Now I'm I don't know Beast all that well, so I could be completely wrong about that, Brad. <laughs> uh, but that uh, just on the surface, that's what it seems like to me. And so I'm going to recommend the new show Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Uh, it is definitely the best of New Trek. The New Trek stuff. This is the best one. Strange New Worlds. Go watch it. It's Captain Pike. It has Anson Mount, who played Black Bolt in the That's Inhuman. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He did. Like to a double tie-in. So uh, Anson Mount, he is a fantastic Captain Pike. Uh, and that is my recommendation. So Fred has no way of knowing this, but Star Trek and X-Men have a crossover. Really? Yeah. They cross over with the original crew uh, in a comic book. And then the next generation in a book. And the comic book does a joke where someone walks in on uh, the X-Men and Star Trek guys working together and say and says, Dr. McCoy and both Dr. McCoy's look up. <laughs> Fred, can I ask you a question about old school like Star Trek lore? Yeah. Who was it that shot first? Was it Han or was it Django Fett? <laughs> it was 100% Han who shot first. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going into this troll because that's the answer. <laughs> so I have a question too. Would, um, would Spock have sided with the Inhumans? Uh, I don't think I, he would have. I don't think he would have either. 
I think he would have sided with the mutants because the they needs of <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. So There's a better to say name. that Spock is actually the better beast. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> Brad, how does it make you feel that I have only read the comics that you give to me? But in my house, like I have the the volume seven that you've given me, and then, uh-huh. but I own like six issues of Inhumans comics. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Why? I just, I just when they released an MCP, I was like, I'm gonna check these guys out. So I bought like six issues. Have you so read them? Cooler if it was no, I actually haven't even. Them. I still haven't even read them yet. Like they're just sitting over there. So. I was gonna ask if you liked them because I had a feeling the answer was no. All right. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are not subscribed to the channel, if you're a listener on YouTube, uh, make sure you give us a sub. That would help us out a little bit. Uh, and thank you, Tim, for the suggestion again this week for Beast. Uh, we probably will, unfortunately, do Human Torch next week. Uh, I don't have a reason why I don't want to do the guy. I just don't want to do But Unless uh, Blob and, unless, and the... Yeah. yeah. Blob and Pyro come out. Here we get... Is it possible we get that one first, or is it possible we get um, Wolverine and Sabretooth first? Oh, shit. Take your bets. Oh, good point. Uh, I'm going to say Wolverine and Sabretooth. I don't, know because... when, I don't know when the Wolverine set releases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't have... like We actually know the Blob and Pirate Day, right? They already it's released... They somewhere did the in same December. Thing for, they did the same thing for Wolverine and them like, last week. I mean, they showed Dormammu's card and, like, his model, like, way before he released, right? Yeah, but they sh- they posted, like, a tweet of when the... They did the same, like, the same exact thing they did for Blower Pyro last, on the 26th. Oh. I don't know how you guys are missing stuff. I'm the only one paying attention, apparently. I guess. That's why we have you, man. I should have known that search your wasn't te- going to do it. Your attention to detail. Is, is why we love you so much. I thought we talked about it because everyone was upset that the, it wasn't the cards. It was just like the, the shop link. And now the website's not loading. So I can't actually give you the information that I wanted to. to. Well, either way, thank you guys at home so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>